Trigger warning, this episode is about suicide and issues having to do with this matter. This episode is not for young children. If you or anyone you know need help with suicide prevention, please call 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. If you would like to get in touch with anyone online, you may do so at suicideprevention.lifeline.org. Suicide is one of three leading causes of death in the U.S. alone. In California, Arizona, New Mexico, Georgia, Illinois, and Virginia, it went up from 6% to 18%. In Oregon, Washington, Texas, Illinois, Atlanta, Tennessee, New York, and Maine, it went from 19% to 30%. In Hawaii, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Maine, it went from 31% to 37%. In Idaho, Wyoming, Kansas, South Carolina, Oklahoma, and Vermont, from 38% to 58%. That is from 1999 to 2016 alone. And here with me is John Calderon. He works most of his week with the city of Los Angeles, but he likes to spend his Friday nights helping people on the suicide prevention hotline. Hi, John. How are you doing today? Hi, Carla. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, I wanted to ask, how long have you been doing this for? So it's been a little over a year now since uh, I started with the hotline. And what got you to um, help people? Um, I had helped a couple of friends in the past who were um, suicidal. And basically, um, you know, uh, they had come back to me at a later time and said that, you know, if I wasn't there for them, they wouldn't be here today. And uh, I was listening to uh, another podcast called This American Life, and it was about hotlines. And they were talking about the suicide hotline um, on one of the segments, and I felt like that that was something um, that I could do. And uh, here I am. Thank you so much for that. Really appreciate people like you being out there and giving you free time to help others in need. And thank you for your support. Thank you. Um, also, I wanted to ask you, I know that not a lot of people talk about this. I know that in a lot of homes, people usually talk to their teenagers about um, sex, about how to not get into problems, but no one ever really talks about suicide. Why do you think this is? Um, I think there's a stigma toward mental health in general. Um, and I know particularly in uh, the Latino and Asian and uh, African-American communities, um, you know, there's a stigma against going to therapy, like, like you might be weak um, if you, um, you know, uh, uh, decide to see a therapist or admit that you have a mental health issue. And typically, um, we are the first point of contact or the first counselors that, um, that some people actually talk with. And I know that it's not just teenagers that struggle with this. It's also people in their 20s, 30s, even elderly people. What could you say about that? Well, I've had callers as young as um, uh, 10 years old and as old as 80. What's it like to actually take a call? What's the process? Um, so typically um, what we're doing is we'll assess for risk. 
Um, uh, usually after we gather some demographic questions from the caller, um, we'll ask them, you know, if they're having thoughts of suicide, and, uh, and then we'll ask them um, what we call a um, uh, self-reported intent, uh, SRI. And uh, basically, we ask them on a scale of one to five, one being uh, that you're thinking about suicide and five being that you'll kill yourself when you get off the phone, where would you put yourself? And uh, if you're a three or above, uh, we tend to stay with you until we can get you down below a three. Um, and we also look for other signs, you know, if, if, uh, if a person's made a plan, uh, if they own a gun, if they've attempted before in the past, uh, we get their treatment history, if they've had mental health treatment. Um, and then we also um, it, figure out if they have uh, other mitigating factors, like, you know, if there's people who care about them around them, or um, they are seeing a therapist and, and getting help uh, for their issues. What's the most important thing about taking a call? Um, one thing we're actually taught is to listen and to uh, sit with the person's darkness. I like to say that we um, teach a person how to take their darkness and fashion it into a flashlight so they can find their way out of the hole. And you've got to sit with them. Um, there's a uh, famous speaker. Her name's Brene Brown, and she's a um, uh, professor you know, uh, for um, uh, shame and empathy. And she actually has a YouTube video on empathy. It's a short four-minute video, and it shows to how to actually get down with a person and just just listen, you know. And, and if you're ever with somebody who's struggling with any kind of mental health issue or any kind of issue in general, the best thing you can do is just um, listen to what they have to say. Most people want to be heard, and you know we do take a lot of low-risk callers. We don't spend a lot of time with them because we like to keep the line open. For people who are high risk, but most of the time, um, we all just want to be heard. So, what would you say to those people that are struggling to understand their emotions, and to those that are looking to understand those people that might be dealing with this issue? I think every person can uh, go to the website suicideispreventable.org. It's all one word: suicideispreventable.org. Um, and that is uh, for uh, people who are concerned about somebody who is suicidal. It's a great resource um, to, you know, know the signs and, and to know how to find the right words and how to reach out and get help. And uh, they have a whole list of resources um, available to uh, anybody who is concerned or anybody who is struggling with suicide. And of course, um, you know, for anybody who's struggling, even if, if you're concerned about somebody else, you can call uh, Lifeline. Thank you so much, John, for your time and your help. Have a blessed night. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I just received a message from someone, and it goes like this. When I was 17... I was struggling. I was struggling to accept myself, to love myself. I felt numb and I didn't want to be here anymore. But I hung in there. 
and it was because of hope. And now, I'm 24, and I'm watching my husband play with my two sons while they laugh and have a great time. And I can't help but be grateful to be here to witness this. Sent by Anonymous I would also like to ask of anyone that's listening to this that may be struggling to please stay. Please give yourself the opportunity to see new places, to meet new people, to learn, to love, and to be loved, and to be surprised. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful night. Your friend, Kale Valles.